Hello. Oh, that lady always gets on my nerves, which you guys could never hear, but recording in progress. Hello, welcome back to the Times Podcast, episode 61, with Macaulay today talking about Spider-Man, but there's also some other uh, stuff we need to talk about. Yes, I can't do that hand motion, so I'm happy you did it for me. Um, So, okay, I can't. Does he uh, he even do it? Does does he do it every time? I don't know. I don't know, I've never... I don't think he needs to do that. I think that's when he has like the mechanical shooters. Um, shooters. When they come out directly from his skin, he doesn't need to do that. Yeah. Um, Macaulay, how are you? Obviously, last time you were here, we spoke about um, if my timeline's correct, it would have been the Doctor Who movie, but that could be incorrect. It could have been Batman. I don't know the order. No, it was um, the Doctor Who and the Daleks. Yes. How, how, how have you been since then? What have you been up to? Anything fun? Exciting. Um, well, no. So since then, lockdown's been partly being lifted. So just been getting back to normal routines, really. Um, it's bizarre, yeah. isn't it? It is bizarre, and you don't realise how much effort you have to put in for work. <laughs> you know, about yeah. a year off, great, but you know, got to actually work and do things now. It's also strange how close we are to, to 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 get into that point now. Of soon, it's going to yeah. be pretty but normal, you know. The biggest thing that's happened since then is that we've actually met up in person. We have, we twice. have, yeah, time twice, yes, twice. Uh, twice I, I forgot. Yeah. I, I forgot the first time happened. I don't know how. It was, by the way, it wasn't that like I just forgot. Because I I didn't just forgot McCauley was there. I forgot the day happened. Um, so it wasn't like <laughs> it wasn't like I was like calling up for the story. I forgot the whole day up. I don't know what happened. It was a bad case of amnesia. But uh yeah, so we met up in person twice, first time for Phantom in April. Was it April? I don't know whether it was April or early May. April. I think right? it was April because um I got my picture of Katie Manning, which is quite yeah, nice. So, first so time I met her in person. Um she was lovely. Um, nice. And then the second time was for the BFI, the first BFI back for Mindwalk. Yeah. That was Mindwalk. Um, ignore that, it was Dragonfire. Yeah. It was Dragonfire, yeah. Mindwalk was the last yeah. thing I went to. And obviously all yeah. that has been, uh, Twitter has been ablaze uh, yesterday with people thinking that Glitz had uh, had passed away. Turns out it was not the case. It was just another person that worked in the BBC over the same name. Same name, yep. Yeah. Um, Obviously, condolences go out to to the family member, you know, you know, it's just uh, of Tony Selby, the the producer that died. But um, yeah, it was it's bizarre, you know, in a in a world of social media to to get that mishap, um, you know, and sort it's of easily done, though. it's easily done, especially when same name, same same, you know, same company. It happened. So. It happened with um, when Robin Williams passed away. Everyone thought it was Robbie Williams. Um, and he had to tweet out, but like, oh, guys, it's not me. I'm alive. Hello. It's 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 the other guy. Um, yeah. You know, the, the BFI was really good. Um, obviously, with the ongoing restrictions, we weren't able to get the full BFI experience again just yet. I've not gone into the really fancy top bar, which everyone says is like the best part. But I've not been able to do that yet. We were all kind of congregated. Yeah, no, it was a great time. We were all just congregated outside. Um, 
Um, Bill Nye was there. Well, you, you you saw it. I didn't. So maybe you should explain this because I didn't. Yeah. So I got off of the train at uh, Waterloo, um, and there was a film crew there. So I was like, oh, "What's going on?" So I asked the crew, and they were filming a film. I can't remember what it's called now. Um, Googled it, and it was it contained Bill Nighy and the woman from Sex Education, um, the blonde one, it's a bit crazy. What's her name? Is, is her name Amy in the show? I don't. I, I think so. Yeah. So they were there. I um, and I came back about twenty minutes later to meet up with some other guys, and we saw Bill Nighy. Um, just like he was like I was like two meters away from him. It was insane. Um, in a normal ideal world, I would ask for a selfie, but you know I don't want to push it. Um, and yeah, it was really fun to watch actually. So I'm looking forward to seeing how that film turns out. Yeah, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be uh, you know it's gonna be quite funny when you look back and you that film does come out and you you watch it and you go, oh, that was that the film. three seconds of those characters walking out of the train station. <laughs> I was to that was out. that <laughs> was that was what we were. That was yeah. And I, I that apparently um, what's his face was also around. I missed him. Michael Sheen. Michael Sheen. <laughs> yeah, Michael, Michael Sheen. Sheen's walking around um, South Bank. Um, couple of guys that we were with uh, bumped into him in Pret, I think. In Pret a month? Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Imagine going into Pret, which I've, I've never been to. Uh, I've never been to inside a Pret, actually. Uh, there is one in my town that's never really gone. Uh, it's like sandwiches, isn't it? Um, it's like uh, a Costa, essentially. It's, one sort of, it's like sandwiches and coffee and things. Nice. Um, yeah, imagine going into Pret and then there's Michael Sheen. It's crazy, crazy times. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. Apart from those things we're going on, not much has happened. Um, I, I this week I bought the Ratchet and Clank game for PS5, so I've been playing through that. Sort of fun. Um, the first game, I think for me, I don't know what you McCauley, but first game that's really made the PlayStation. You know, it's the first game I'm excited for that's PlayStation Five exclusive. You know, it kind of feels like the generation's beginning to kick off now. We both own PS5s because we're we're lucky buggers. You got yours incredibly easy at the start. I was one yep. of those before guys seven. everyone jumped on the train. Like, before everyone yeah. jumped on that hype train, I was already there. Um, yeah. Uh, what what game are you looking forward to in the future coming out onto the onto the you know onto the console? And it sounds really sad, but I'm really excited for the Lego Star Wars game. Mate, I've got it on pre-order. Don't you worry. Like, so, pre-ordered it. PS5 version with an exclusive little Luke with blue milk minifigure on it. <laughs> they've not said they've not said i'm also excited for this uh doctor who game whenever it comes out meant to be spring yeah, 2021 as well yeah but yeah, it's, it, was, it wasn't spring 2021 and we've heard fuck all about it yeah um they're releasing it on switch xbox and playstation i believe and yeah. steam um it's from the same guys that do the telltale games i think i believe um i think they did the peaky blinders one um which had mixed reviews, um, but they—I think they did the the Game of Thrones one as well. I think, which was supposed to be well, good. Well, let's hope this is better. Um, I, mean, of... I mean, going on Doctor Who video game history, um, it can't be much worse. The the bar's not very high, to be fair. <laughs> I mean, if it was a long jump, you would be able to go over, it, Alex. I say that. Hey, yeah, so, that's actually that's a very good analogy. Actually, I'll, I'll give you that one. Um, there we go. You know, yeah, uh, yeah. 
best game we've had Doctor Who wise. Adventure games. Was, yeah. Adventure games. The adventure games are great. Um, and they were free. In terms of paid ones that you had to None. pay money for, um, maybe the top trumps on the DS. Or or maybe if you count mobile games, the recent Weeping Angel game is pretty solid as well. I've, I've not heard. played it yet. I pre-ordered it when it when it went up for sale. It automatically downloaded on my phone when it's released. I've still not played it. Well, next time you're on the show, hopefully you would have played it. And hopefully I made that my mission. I don't know what the next uh, one that will be. Uh, probably Infinity War because I'm 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 bringing the team together. Everyone that's been on our Marvel review, one big podcast for Infinity War. Same thing yeah. for Endgame. The jo- I was gonna do a joke in half, you guys, but I was like, no, we're gonna half. It'd be like a bingo, um, and they'd have to bring you back at the end, so it wouldn't work. Um, you know, but... Yeah, because I did. Um, I rewatched Ragnarok last night as well. Ooh, so yeah, that's the next one. Beef, beefs, beefs on that one, which is exciting. Um, but yeah, it's. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, you know, is it crazy to have a Doctor Who console game as well? Also at E3, the Guardians of the Galaxy game got announced. That looks really good. Yes. Um, I've pre-ordered that as well uh, for October release. Um, yeah. I've also uh, E3 stuff for Nintendo that's good as well. Um, I'm, unfortunately, so I didn't pay too much attention on that one because I don't own a Switch. No, but they announced... Um, pro- well, they showed some footage for the new Zelda... Breath of the Wild 2, um, mm. which comes out next year. Um, also, they announced the Super Mario Party um, game, which is basically uh, a I love sort of Mario Party. master of Nintendo 64 version. Nice. Um, uh, Mario Kingdom Rabbids 2. Yeah. Uh, I... and one that I've been waiting for for ages, which they've finally done, is the WarioWare Smooth Moves game. My no way! It's a quality yeah. game. Quality. My favorite game. My favorite game growing up on the Wii. It's insane. Quality um, and now game. They've Switch, and I'm so excited. Oh, no. mate, that makes me want to get the Switch. But you know, I just I don't. The thing with the Switch is I don't know how much I would use it. I totally love one. I just like it'd be one of those consoles where I get like one or two games a year type thing compared to like. PlayStation yeah. be like consistent stream of game because like Zelda does nothing for me although it's a great game and it's great expensive lore I just get confused by it I mean my friend was telling me about um one of the games where like a moon's crashing down on the planet and you've got three days every time you and if you die if you don't take longer than three days you get reset or something like, what's going on apparently Zelda's age is always ambiguous so it might not be the same Oh, sorry, Link. Link's age is, uh, you know, ambiguous. Someone with the same Link that you play. I'm like, what is, what is this? It's too, too much for me. But um, I'm happy people can enjoy it and really dig into it. It's just, I like a game where it's linear. I know what's going on. I know how this links to that and that sort of stuff. So I look, Mario Kart's pretty fun. <laughs> yeah, but they haven't released any Mario Kart for Switch. It's just Mario Kart 8, which is the Wii U version. Yeah, um, and the Wii, and the Wii U really was one of the worst consoles of all time. Jump. Nintendo need to jump on DLCs for um, Mario Kart because they do it for Switch all the time. They got bloody Minecraft DLC for Smash Bros. Really? Um, yeah, so you can play Minecraft characters in Smash Bros. But you know, Mario Kart, they don't want to add any extra drivers or maps. It's like, yeah. You know, how much money they've made? Like, I would definitely buy all of the DLC for Mario Kart. So, probably one of the most popular games, but they just don't want to put any more money into it. Yeah, it's a shame, isn't it? I'm like, and also, I think for me, yeah, like Pokemon's actually a game I'd play. Po- like Pokemon, I'd do it. 
Yeah, so Pokemon Snap was uh, not Snap Pokemon. Yeah, Pokemon Snap was recently released uh, the last couple of weeks, which were which is the um, you walk around sort of safari park taking pictures of Pokemon in the wild and their natural habitat sort of thing. Um, and it's all like obviously it's like a free roam game, but you get obviously points for every type of photo you take in different environments, different situations, doing things. Um, obviously, some Pokemon are rarer. Um, Pokemon do natural things like some. So you got to take them doing certain actions and things um, and you get more yeah. points and unlock that. Um, and then Again, we've got the Diamond to me, it's just bizarre. to me, it's just bizarre. I just can't, can't hack it. It's all, it's yeah. all a bit too, too, too mental for me. But um, yeah, again, I think the Switch, it's one of the things that now I'm sort of worried about buying it because Nintendo will announce the next console soon because the Switch has been on for a few years, like, so... I'm sort of just yeah, but they've been rumored to put a new Switch for ages, but they haven't. So you know, either one or you don't. So like, so, so I'm thinking of I'm thinking of waiting off and seeing what new console they announce and hopping on that one, um, and yeah. then go from there. I mean, I, but, I bought my Switch a year after they were released. And thank and thank Christ that they're hopefully there's not a PSX for a good six seven years, because hmm. I don't have the money for. That. Um again, anything else in the in the gaming world I'm trying to think of? Uh not 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 really. Um again, I am still a bit worried about the Doctor Who game having literally heard nothing about it for months. <laughs> Spring. I mean it's good. I mean it's already in development, so you obviously know why it's been delayed. So um but it will come eventually. They've announced it'll it officially. So, yeah. Yes. Um, have you? Uh, obviously, we got the box set coming this this weekend. Um, yeah. we'll be here today when this podcast is released. So hopefully, you guys are enjoying your box sets. Um, obviously, I don't think we'll be yeah. watching Dragon Fire anytime soon. Will you be really watching it again? On, on no. The... no, I don't. No, I, I want. I want the why. I'll be watching the Bahan Sofa on it. Um, and that's about it. And then I'll dive into the special features. Uh, for Dragonfire, and then carry on the rest of the season around Dragonfire's it. Dragonfire's the last one, isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah. So I watch all of them up to Dragonfire. Dragonfire. I won't watch Dragonfire. I just watch all of the bonus features because I only literally watched Dragonfire a couple of weeks ago at the BFI. <laughs> so I don't watch it again. Yeah. Um, and then obviously we've had uh, two um, because my friend. <laughs> I do. I do. This this week we have properly. I had a heat debate with my friend because my friend was like, "Why, why, why are Loki? Why is Loki on Wednesdays now? It's a bit shit." Like, have they got something else coming out on Fridays? So I was like, "Unfortunately, the second series of High School Musical: The Musical: The Series is out, yes. on Friday, which is awful, by the way. I hate it. This season is just. I enjoyed the first season. This season, it's not doing. I mean, I like the original songs in the second season as well. I'm enjoying but the those. songs and that are good, but the storyline's story okay. But I just don't like the fact that they've gone away from high musical and they're doing Beauty and the Beast as their musical. It's a bit meh. Yeah, I, I think it, it's strange marketing to call it High School Musical, the musical, the series. No, it should have... be called um, Beauty and the Beast, the musical, the series. Yeah, that's what they it should be called. They not... should switch it every time. Um, but I don't think we're going to be getting a season three because I think Olivia Rodrigo is too famous now, and I don't think they want to. I don't think. I don't think. She'll yeah, do I don't think she could probably put up with Joshua Bassett anymore. Yeah, so I think this is it. So I really hope they've never recast. 
or either that or they'll get rid of one of them. And I think they're probably going to get rid of Olivia, aren't they, out the two? Um, yeah, she's hardly in this season as well, to be fair. Yeah, I wonder and why. She, though, and when, when, she when they... it, she's not really with the main car. She's sort of like in a cafe or in a car or in another Adjacent. Campus. Yeah, adjacent. I don't know. I, so I really enjoyed the first season because that nostalgia hit. And then this season, I'm not that nostalgic for Beauty and the Beast. It, it, you know, I've no. watched it. I enjoy it, but I'm here because it's meant to be campy. You know, it's kids reenacting High School Musical. And to go, this was me after watching High School Musical. Now it's just like, oh, they're, they're in a rivalry with a really high end school, both doing Beauty and the Beast. But that's what I thought the catalyst would have been that they swap and they go back to High School Musical 2 type thing. Yeah, that's what I thought. No, no, just no. It's not the same. I haven't watched. I haven't watched today's episode yet, so don't spoil anything for me. For I that. haven't watched it. I admit, I'll be honest. I haven't watched the last two episodes. I gave up. I gave yeah. up after. I don't know what episode it was. But it could have been the last episode when. So essentially, uh, Ricky is the main character. He's having like problems with his mum and dad being spoiled. And then essentially, the resolution to that plotline is uh, Ricky's teacher's like, "Oh yeah, I won't date your dad anymore." And Ricky's like, "Thank you." So no, Ricky should learn that. His dad's able to move on. That should be the lesson learned here. Not Ricky's a prick, but you know, I don't know. It's just every everywhere they go, down, everything seems obvious. Like this person's clearly going to backstab this person. It's just I feel like it's I don't know. It's bizarre this year. They're just taking a massive drop. Maybe it's because it's not about High School Musical. I don't care. But <laughs> but Loki on the other hand has been really good. Yeah, it's basically Doctor Who in the Marvel Universe. Yeah, I. I'm not going to disagree with that. I think, yeah, I think so far really strong. What do you think about episode three? Because episode three, either people seem to really like it or they weren't really keen on it. I was more on the positive side on this one. I, thought I enjoyed it. Was it. Good. it was fun. There was a lot, of, a lot of talking, but it was good. We found out a lot more about Loki as a character in that sense, because he's obviously talking to himself, essentially. Um, also, we think. I think I think uh, there could be a twist. Co- I think there yeah. could be a twist coming that maybe... We never know of Marvel. You never so. know. Um, yeah. Um, but I thought, it, I think it's really good so far. I think Owen Wilson's really surprised me. I'm, really, I'm not seeing him be serious. Obviously, he's funny, but he's not, he's not obviously doing his regular Owen Wilson stuff from like Cars or um, Night at the Museum. Like, he's kind of doing some serious acting with some jokes on the side. Um, yeah. And I think I think he's doing really well. I, I, I think episode two was my favourite, especially the scene on Pompeii with Loki going, run my horn, friends. And he's like, you're all going to yeah. die. And it's like that sort of stuff's brilliant. Um, but I thought episode two was really good. I, I like the dynamic between uh, Thompson and Sofia De Martino. I think it's I think it's a series that it's kind of like WandaVision. The more you learn, the more you're going to enjoy it. I think once we start to figure out who these timekeepers are, if the timekeepers really exist, we found out this week, spoilers, uh, that um, obviously all the TVA agents are variants themselves, even if they don't know it, uh, which is kind of interesting. Um, So there's clearly something going on here. I like the fact that uh, Tish from Doctor Who is in it. That this week, that's brilliant. Um, But yeah, I think it's going to be one of those series that, again... It's going to link into the wider Marvel universe going forward. We just don't know how yet. I think when we look back on Loki in two, three years' time, when 12 new Disney Plus series have come out and eight movies or whatever, however much Marvel want to make, because it's a point they're announcing everything all the time and it's too much to keep up with. Um, you know, I think it's going, to, it's going to be one of those shows that we look back on and go, oh, I get you. You know, it's going to be one of those things. 
I think it's, yeah. I was one of the skeptics with Loki as well because I was like, you killed him off, you brought him back because it's Tom Hiddleston. I'm not sure I agree. I mean, he's great. I love Tom Hiddleston. Yeah, no, I, 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 I'm, I'm with you on that. But I thought his death was so good that to detract from that, even as the same character, I think to detract from that and continue on his story is a bit. I mean, it doesn't really take away from it. It's just another story. It's like the Black Widow film when that comes out um, in about a week or two, I think. Um, that's supposed to be a good addition. It doesn't take away from her death. If that makes sense. Yeah, but like that's that's I suppose I suppose I suppose um, I don't know. I just it's more I'm... of like it's more of like a prequel. It's filling in little gaps because people love the character of Loki, <laughs> but we don't really see too much about him. I think the most we've probably seen about Loki is probably in Ragnarok, which you'll probably speak about next time when you record it with yeah. Beef about you yes. see all all of Loki's character development when he meets Hela. So because you don't really hear about much about him in the Avenger films. Or uh, the Thor film, exa- exactly. Yeah, I think I think it's uh, like I said. If it was any other character, I think I would have been even more annoyed. Like, but I think because it's Tom Hiddleston, it's Loki. He's got the charisma to pull it off. I just don't know how at the end of the series we're going to leave Loki as a character and where he'll be within the universe. But who knows? He could be sticking yeah. around. Um, and also, let's quickly brush up on the Shang Chi and the Legend of the. Ten Rings trailer, which I literally watched five minutes ago because I didn't realise it was out until I saw on Twitter people talking about it. Again, more of the same. It looks really cool. Looks like the action is taking the the forefront here, um, with a really cool cameo that I didn't spot at the end. Yeah, so the little uh, we don't really know much. I'm not really massively knowledgeable about any of the Shang Chi characters, um, so I just going off the uh, the basics that it looks really cool in the action-wise. But at the end, we see a cameo of the Abomination from The Incredible Hulk um, in the big cage, fighting to what looks like possibly could be Wong. Not 100% sure, but at first glance, it, you know, we've got a connection to The Incredible Hulk again. So I'd, love, I'd love Wong um, to be in this film. Come on, yeah, Wong. Yeah, it would be cool if there were some nice flashbacks to The Abomination. Um and they kind of like refit in sort of um what's his name? The new Bruce Banner. Uh, uh oh Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo, that's the one. His name went completely from my my brain. Yeah. So we get some more flashbacks of like Mark Ruffalo's Hulk. But I don't know. Let's see let's see how it goes. As, yeah, I think it's one of those things where I really hope at least you see Tim Roth as well, because obviously Tim Roth played Abomination. I really hope you don't just see Abomination open, you know, he switches, which he can do. And I'm fairly sure that's what they're going to do eventually anyway. Um, yeah. I hope also it's not a two-second cameo where you go, that's the Abomination. I think it should be a bigger thing. I think as well, because people are clamouring for some explanation as to why and how... Um, Incredible Hulk 2008 fits in with the current MCU with the actor change and stuff like that. So anything more we can get on that, I think would be great. And also we'd give more cadence to that film, which isn't that great in my opinion. No, I think that's a shared opinion. So there we go. Um, yeah. But now all we have to talk about is, uh, is our main topic for today. Spider-Man Homecoming came out in the summer of 2017 uh, to, I think, thunderous appreciation from Marvel fans unless you know you, you just hate all good things because I remember people going 
the big thing was Spider-Man in the MCU. Now he's like Iron Man and all the rest of the quip it. I'm like, what do you want? What, what do you want? Uh, but yeah, I think it's great. Um, you know, it's great to have him in the MCU. This is our first proper use of him outside of him being in Civil War. Um, obviously starring Tom Holland, uh, you know, uh, not as much Zendaya in this one. I'll say that off the bat. I forget how much he's not no. in this one at all. Um, obviously with Robert Downey Jr. and Michael Keaton as well. Um, the plot of the film is off the back of Civil War, Peter Parker is struggling to balance superhero and and regular life. And he wants to be a superhero all the time. And he's kind of ditching his responsibilities as a regular human being. And he thinks he's ready for all these big Avenger level threats. And actually yeah. in his first proper attempt, when there are people robbing a bank with some interesting looking tech, uh, it all goes wrong. On the other side of that, you've got Adrian Toomes, who was part of a cleanup process to kind of clean up um, like all the Avengers mess after they've had a battle. He gets fired from his job and because of Tony Stark creating this new initiative to like the cleanup crew. So he turns in, into a crook and uses all this uh, technology that he finds to create weapons and tech and sell it on and make money. Uh, yeah, that's kind of the basic plot. And then the Vulture and Peter will come to blows eventually whilst Peter learns to handle his uh, new responsibilities. Yeah, and also the movement of the Avengers base. Yes, to upstate New York, which is interesting because I thought that happened in Age of Ultron. But it's by the by. I think they talk about it. That's about it. That's the, uh, yeah, that's well, I suppose I, I thought they but were there right fair, the they're, not too, they're not too far spread apart, to be fair. Ultron and no, um, exactly. So, yes, but Macaulay, what do you think? What do you make of Spider Man Homecoming? I love it with all my heart, but I'm very biased because I love Spider Man, I've always loved Spider Man, so Spider Man can never do me wrong. To the fact amazing that I actually sp- love amazing Spider Man, no, like, yeah. amazing Spider Man 2 sucks. Well. That's, yeah, but it sort of uh, does better with uh, Andrew Garfield. Yes, yeah, I'm I'm with you on this one. I think this film's great. I think it's the most. I think it's the most up to this point in the MCU. It's the most chilled movie within Marvel universe. I think the stakes here are very low, but they do a very good job of showing you how, in Peter's eyes, the stakes are very high. And they only really yeah. become quite high towards the end when Adrian's like, I'm going to steal stuff from a plane and, you know, that kind of stuff. But I, I think it's really good. I think it's so much out of the 80s and those films like Ferris Bueller, Breakfast Club, it has that vibe to it. Uh, I think it's brilliant even so much to see a bit of Ferris Bueller in, in the film. Um, I think Tom Holland here, possibly, you know, again, I, I, obviously I think he's, he's much better now. I think he's very good in this film, obviously, but I think he's definitely learned more nuances to how he wants to play Peter. Well, that's his, in the well, that's his debut as Spider-Man, essentially. Yeah, so. no, yeah. Because they filmed that before Civil War, I think. I think it was a mix. I think it was a mix. Well, they did at the same think, time, I think. No, yeah. I think, I think they did maybe a few things on Homecoming than he did Civil War and back. But no, I think, yeah, I've, I mean, he does a very good job, but I think, you know, obviously... As a young actor, he's obviously learned how to do different things and sort of but he's very good here. I think he does the kind of very much like childlike, also very excitable Peter very well. Um, yeah, I think the standout for me though is uh is by far Michael Keaton in the film. I think Michael Keaton is 
brilliant um, in the scenes we get him in. Um, I still think the twist, which we will go into when we talk about plot and stuff, but the twist at, at the end, or not at the very end, but in the beginning of the third act, it was literally one of the only Marvel twists that actually surprised me. Because when yeah. I first watched the film in the cinema, I did not see that coming. <laughs> um, did you, um, you know, when, when we talk about it, we'll talk about it. But yeah, I think overall, this film just, it's, it's fun. And this is what me and Owen and John were talking about last week with uh, The Time Meddler. It's very difficult to talk about a film or television show that's just fun. Yeah, we found the same with the Lego Batman movie when we reviewed that. Like, it's just a fun film. And we loved every bit of it. You know, you could criticise it, but at the end of the day, it's it's not spent to be like really yeah. serious. I I only I only really have one flaw within the movie. But, same. Yeah. I wonder if it's probably the same. Oh, what is it? Well, you you got carry on what you were saying. Well, okay. So. Well, I, I yeah, I was gonna say it's just fun. It, it's it's one of the things that you can put on on a Sunday afternoon in the background and. You don't have to think too much about it, and you can just watch it and enjoy it. The action's there, the comedy's there. You know, I think I kind of like the Iron Man characterization to Peter in, within this universe. I think it fits the universe in which he's in, and I, I kind of like it. I know some people are like, no, make it organic and show us Uncle Ben. But for me, I've seen that in two origin stories already. I don't see it again. Like, I so, get... Same with Batman. How many times do you want to see Batman's parents get killed in an alleyway? It's like, we we know that story. We, everyone and their aunt knows that story. Yeah. Don't need um, it again. I have to say as well, I do appreciate how little Robert Downey Jr. is actually in the film because in my head, I remember him being in it a lot more. Actually, he's only in about three or four scenes, five tops. He's not in it mm. very much. Actually, Happy takes more of a forefront. And I love Happy and Peter's back and forth. Great. It's one of the funniest Especially things. Especially voicemails. <laughs> yeah. I love it when Ned calls him. He's like, oh, piss off. <laughs> um, it's great. But yeah, what's your negative point? Um, well, maybe two negative points, but one of them I don't really care about. The main one is, is the timeline. The timeline, start. the timeline's all I don't care about. The, my 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 least favorite thing is his relationship with Liz is possibly the only thing in this point I couldn't give two craps about. Yeah, there wasn't really much development there at all, to be honest. Like we don't know anything about Liz apart from the fact Peter finds her cute. Yeah, and it's like it's well, I, 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 that's literally my complaint. Whenever they kind of the film dedicates time, however much little time there is to that. You sort of don't really grasp why she would fancy Peter or Peter would fancy her. All we know is, is that in one scene, Peter thinks she that Pete she thinks Peter is smart and he thinks she's attractive. Therefore, relationship. So no the, uh, well that's what happens at school though. Like, you know, that's that's probably about it. But they don't interact very much. No, he interacts more with um Zendaya's character. So Yeah. <laughs> Because he's and too he's scared to go up and talk to it. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So it's, it, I, I find it incredibly. Um... So, yeah, I just find it very strange. I find that the only bit where, like, that was the only time I was checking my phone when watching the movie, if you get what I mean. Hmm. Um, uh, yeah. It, I just, it, it's just one of those things where I don't really care about our character. So, 
Because we, we luckily she's the end of it, so we don't have to worry about her character ever again. Yeah, yeah. Because when, when, whenever you come back, Macaulay for Far From Home, however many months or so it's down the line, uh, I think we're gonna have a much better thing to say about the relationship between uh, Peter and MJ in yes. that film, um, yeah. which is by far better. Um, I think as well. Um, yeah, I think the threats here are good. I think, like I said, I think Adrian's the standout as Vulture. You know, but I think great, uh, great but... comic, uh, comedic balance as well between action. Yeah, I, I'd say scene. so. Like, yeah. It's just there's and not too much of anything. What what meme is that? It's the oh my god, Robert Downey Jr. meme from. Um, it was like. Uh, Tom Holland was in an interview explaining like his experience about going on there and he met Robert Downey Jr. He's like, oh my God, it's Robert Downey Jr. And someone basically cut out that clip in his head and and attached it to Tom Holland's body in the film for the moment when um, Tony comes out of the suit when he's confronting him to say he's actually there. Yeah. And, uh, uh, it's on YouTube, you'll find it. If you just search oh, Tom Holland Downey Jr., you'll um, find it. And Yeah, I can watch that on repeat. Yeah, I think I think for me the, the best action sequence is definitely the end. But I think some standouts, the ferry scene's very good. This is where you kind of yeah, you see Peter at his most stretched as Spider Man, trying to trying to go in too deep and trying to do things that he can't do yet within his power. And essentially, if you haven't seen the film, you're living under a rock. Brilliant film. Um, and why are you the, listening the, to this podcast if you're not watching? Yeah, why is the podcast? The start, the start on ferries in like two halves. The Spider-Man's in the in the window. You get this iconic shot of like all these webs around, and he's outstretched. And, and then you and think then, he's gonna do it, and then he fucks it. Yeah, and then uh, Karen, who is who for some reason wasn't in Far From Home, and that is a travesty. Um, uh, says you were ninety eight percent accurate, Peter. He goes ninety eight, and just see everything collapse, and then Iron Man saves the day uh, and you get this brilliant scene where early on in the film, Peter gets dumped in a lake but it, and Iron Man saves him, but uh, uh, Tony's not really there. It's just a suit. And you get the good line of, if you actually cared about me, you'd be here. Tony walks, steps out the suit and you get the line of, if you're nothing without the suit, you shouldn't have it. And it's... Yeah. That's probably one of the best lines. Yeah. It's, it's the same with... It's the same that happens in... Ragnarok with the hammer when he with Odin it's like you know the power wasn't in the hammer it was the power was in him the ha- the hammer there was just like the the catalyst to yeah. control that power like yeah it's, again, it's, it's the lesson that Tony had to learn isn't it um, yeah you know, so it's it's that yeah it's it's it, I think it's brilliantly mirrored again I like the fact as well in this film you get Tombs, who is just a dad who sort of has a point of, you know, Tony got rich and famous by selling weapons to dodgy people. Why can't he do the same? Why is he now being ridiculed for something that Tony, who's heralded as this great, you know, billionaire genius uh, compared to Tombs? He's like, well, you know, I need to protect my family, stuff like that. I think I think it's a really good balance. Um, yeah, cause I, 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 in my head, Tony was in the film a lot more than he is. Which I'm not complaining about. Mm-hmm. I think he's in it as much as he needs to be. He's he's an overstayer's welcome. Um, which I think is interesting. He's there for what he needs to be, which is that sort of like that sort of like the father figure every so often that sort of pops in, like sort your shit out. Exactly, and I think I think um, again, just um, 
It's one of those things that they could have easily have marketed Robert Energy just well, they kind of did. Um, you get you got a shot in the trailers that you never saw in the film with them like flying side by side through the sea. I'm sort of sad about well, that was like you know, just I'm, I'm sure they use that on the poster as well. Yeah, you just never get to see it in the film, but but um, I think yeah, they're in it enough. Um, because I think if you had too much Iron Man, it would take away from Peter and this definitely Peter's film because it's his first film properly on his own where you learn about him a lot. I think. Again, the only thing I can say about this film in a negative light really is it's not as good as Far From Home. And I don't know why. <laughs> I just prefer Far From Home a bit more. But I think yeah, I'm in the well, minority. I think Far From Home is already established. Obviously, Homecoming is still setting up all of the Spider-Man-esque universe. So, yeah. you know, he's still learning about Peter. He's still growing. He's still coming to grips that, you know, he's potentially going to be in the Avengers. Um, as before, as we know, he just did little things like saving cats from trees, um, robbers of bikes and shit. Yeah. Um, is this your bike? Please do not steal it if it is not yours. <laughs> Fucking love yeah. That. yeah. Thanks, Spider-Man. Sort of yeah. thing. Yeah. All the bit where um, the guy's trying to break into the car, but it's his car. And he's just like, yeah. And then you get the Stanley cameo at that hey, point. Margaret, how are you? <laughs> How's your mother? How's your mother? Yeah, yeah. Um, he then turns out to be his bus driver in Infinity War. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! It's tough. You've never seen an alien spaceship before. Um, yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then the best bit with that sort of thing is. Uh, um, Donald Glover scene, which sets up some really exciting stuff. If you, uh... yeah, obviously, with if you've seen, even if you've seen uh, Into the Spider Verse, it sets up some. We won't spoil that here, just in case they go down that road. I don't know whether they will. No, I'm uh, gonna, I'm gonna talk about it now because it's a really exciting oh. thing. So, um, it sets up for a really amazing character who I absolutely love, and I'm hoping that we'll see in the MCU very soon. So. Uh, the guy obviously mentions that, you know, he wants to help get his weapons off the street because they're very dangerous. He has a nephew that he loves in the city that he doesn't want to get harmed. Um, in the credits, his character is then um, credited as Aaron. Um, and as we know, Aaron is Uncle Aaron of Mars Morales. So um, it basically states that there is a, a Mars Morales in this universe waiting to to come out and be the next Spider-Man. So I'm hoping that there'll be some sort of cameo at some point of, of Miles ready to make his debut in the MCU. Yeah. I hope that's not for like another 10 years or so, though. I think the one thing for me that's exciting... We is need that, Peter uh, to be established first before we introduce Miles. Yeah. And I think Tom Holland's one of those guys that will just continuously pay Peter on and off for... The rest of his life, if if he if he gets asked to, I don't I don't I think I think it's for Tom. This is probably the peak role of his life anyway. I don't think he'll. Yeah, he's going to do think, it as much as he can. I think I think for him, you know, that the the only way is down, which like, sort of sounds negative. But I don't think it is. When you get given the dream role from the off, and you can play that for as long as you want, you know, I think he might not appear as frequent as he does at the minute. But I think he'll always be about popping up in a movie every once in a while. He's, he's fortunate in that he still looks about 15 at the age of 25. 
So he can play young Peter for ages. And then when he gets a bit older, there's an older Peter that he can go into, which we haven't really seen in film, the film verse, is that Peter obviously gets older as an adult Spider-Man, which is really cool. The only time we've seen that is Spider-Verse with uh, Peter B. Parker. Peter B. Um, Parker. And it shows off the different generations of Spider-Man. So that's the way that he'd go for then. And then obviously go down that route with a young Miles, you know, coaching him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... I think that's exciting as well. I think Donald Glover's brilliant. And if we can get more Donald Glover in the MCU, I'm definitely not complaining. Um, you know, yeah, they could even just bring him back as Prowler again if they're going to go down yeah, that let's route. Let's do it. Let's do it. Just bring him back. Because Donald Glover's amazing. There's so much Edition, potential. Actor. He's fantastic. And he loves Spider-Man. He's a massive geek as well. So, uh, yeah, he'll do it. Um, so, yeah, let's bring him back. What do you make of the 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 action? So, what's your favorite set piece? What, what's your favorite? What's your favorite? Just say some of your favorite stuff about the film. Some of my favorite bits about the film. Um, I love all of the interaction between Peter and Karen. Yeah, um, when he's going through all the suit, all the suit stuff. So, especially the scene at the petrol station, um, where he's going through the different like types of webs and things. Um, and then about that, and then later on when he uh, learns more, sort of gets more in deep when he's locked in the uh, the lockup, he's going through all of the different things in the suits, uh, talking about his life problems, and she's just giving him advice. I think that's great. Yeah. I also I, I also love the fact as well that Karen is uh, the person played Karen is Paul Bettany's wife. You obviously played Jarvis, so the fact that they're married and he played Jarvis, she plays Karen. I'm just saying, bring back Karen. Where is Karen? Yeah, yeah. We'll get that trending. Well, hashtag bring back Karen. Yeah, Karen was brilliant. Um, you know, again, you sort of after the fairy, obviously, do you, fairy, fairy. You don't hear her again because obviously the suit gets taken away. So for the final battle, Karen's not there to to guide Peter. Um, and uh, yeah, I think for me, my favorite thing is still the reveal in the latter half of the film where. Peter, it, he's going to pick up Liz. So opens the uh, the door opens and Adrian's there, but he's not the vulture. He's Liz's dad. And then you get the most awkward car journey, yeah, car journey of all time. And then when 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 the vulture clocks and you see the green light emanate over his face, sort of like the eyes of the vulture suit, it's like ho 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 ho. And then you get the old um, bit in the car well, again. Adrian's not really a bad guy. He says to Peter, look. I don't mind you dating my my daughter. Just don't get in my way, and you won't get hurt. It's, exactly. Yeah, he's, he's not, not like, necessarily oh, a bad guy. He's just someone that you know needs to do what he's got. He's got to do what he's yeah. got to do, and he won't let. Even if Peter's a kid, he won't stray away from harmony. Um, and then obviously you learn. Peter learns that you know he knows that it's moving day, and the whole all the big Avengers tech will be on that aeroplane. Essentially a lot of money that Adrian can make off that tech that needs to get shipped. Um, and Peter has to make the decision to stand up Liz at the dance. Um, and save, basically... Save the world. Yep. And you get this amazing scene where Peter thinks he's got... Well, well, first of all, Ned gets his moment in the sun when Peter gets attacked by the shocker outside the school and Ned uses one of the web shooters and Kyle wasn't back. And you also get a bit where he's the guy in the chair and he says he's watching porn, which never doesn't make me laugh. Yeah. 
Oh, that's such a great scene. I love Ned. Uh, the best, my, one of my favourite things, uh, two things about Ned. So it's the, the Death Star bit with the Lego. Make my little um, Death Star. Yeah. Um, and then obviously he drops it when he finally learns that Peter is Spider-Man. And then obviously all the constant questions in class the day after um, is quite funny as well. He's like, can you do this? Can you do that? Can you do this? Um, yeah, I just love Ned. He's great. And I just want more Ned in my life. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, I think he's even better in the second film as well when he's like on and off dating Betty. It's like he's gone through this whole thing from being a boy to being a man by the end of the film. Like I said, we'll get to that when we get there. But um, yeah, I think, again, the best bit of, I think the best bit of Spider-Man characterization happens in this film, though, after he's been hit by the rubble. And again, Adrian's not trying to kill him. He's just trying to incapacitate him so he can do what he needs to do. And he kind of puts Spider-Man uh, underneath this rubble, which again, sounds deadly, but I think Adrian kind of has a brief aware, like, awareness of Spider-Man's ability. So I think he knows it's probably going to kill him. It's probably just going to hurt him quite a bit. And you get this moment where you see it from the comic book where he's in the puddle. Half his face has got the Spider-Man mask. Half his face has got the Peter mask. You get the, come on, Spider-Man. He lifts up the rubble. He's finally, you know, got, gone full circle. He now knows that... To, to be able to be the best hero, you can't just be the the you know the hit your hero. You have to have what's inside of you as well. Uh, it's brilliant, and you get one of the best fight scenes. Where again, in the end, Peter's not trying to hurt Adrian; he's trying to save him because he realizes that Adrian's wings are going to overload, and Adrian doesn't listen. He blows up, and Peter still saves him from underneath the rubble and uh, rubs him up. And yeah, just a, a really really good story. I think throughout the film. Which then uh, obviously helps later on when he goes to jail and the guys inside the jail are like, you know, we heard that you know who the identity is. And he's like, if I knew I'd have him killed by now sort of thing. So, you know, yeah. Peter had his back uh, and he owed him one. Well, like I said, I don't like I said, I think it sticks to Adrian's character as well that Adrian doesn't want him dead. Like he knows that he's a like Adrian's a smart bloke who's just been wronged by the system and therefore believes yeah. that he has some right to and Peter's a kid, he's not a monster, you know, he doesn't want to kill a child. Obviously, the ch- uh, Peter is the same age as his daughter, so, you know. Yeah. Um, I, I'm kind of interested to see how Adrian fits into Morbius as well when that comes out, because obviously he was in the trailer for that, which was really bizarre, um, which I kind of forgot about until I watched it. And I went, oh, yeah, he was in that trailer, which kind of makes me want to go watch Morbius, even though I really don't want to watch Morbius. Um, but we need to watch Morbius. <laughs> It's also got Matt Smith in it. I know. Hopefully he doesn't get cut. He seems to get cut from a lot of films. Wasn't wasn't he in Star Wars? He was cast in Star Wars, I think, as one of the big bads, but then they cut him out completely and replaced him with Palpatine. Um, And then he was... But he's been cast in the new Game of Thrones, which looks great, um, for just a few pictures we've been set. But the Game of Thrones pretty cool they started recording got axed so this one's a reboot so hopefully this one doesn't get axed either and obviously he was in Terminator for a bit um, and that that was shit that's why you that left Doctor shit. Who I guarantee you wish you did Doctor Who Series 8 now um, I think a lot of people wish that no offence to Peter Capaldi um, yeah love you Peter yeah but, yeah just um, but yeah, I'd, again, I hope he doesn't get axed from Morbius because I want to see him in more. Because he's brilliant. I think he's brilliant. Obviously, you know, he's been the crown, like, but he's brilliant. I hope he's in more stuff. 
Uh, so I also, except for Peter Capaldi in Suicide Squad. Come on, Peter. Yeah, there wasn't enough Peter Capaldi in that trailer. We had some in like two scenes and he had like a little bit of a line, I think. I don't, I, did you see the new one from the other, like a few days ago? Yeah, that's what I'm on about that trailer. You saw him in a group shot and then you saw him doing a little bit of things. I don't think he'll be in it very much. I think he might get one of no. people that dies. But um, I'm not wishing that. Um, no. But yeah, I'm just. But again, I don't know what else there was really to say about this. I like the ending where they go to the Avengers facility uh, uh, and Peter thinks it's another lesson, so he declines being a part of the Avengers. When actual fact, you get the return of uh, Pepper. And she's like, "What's going- we've got all these reporters out here, like, what's happening? And it turns out that Tony and Pepper get engaged, which is really cool. You get another slide of, yeah. I've been keeping this in my pocket since 2008, which, again, nice line. But, um, yeah, again, it's just a very solid film. There's not much more else to say about it, because otherwise it would be harping on for, you know, complaining sake, and there's nothing to really complain about with this one. No. Um, there was one scene that we haven't really spoke about is a whole section is the section of where um, they go to the, um, the, the monument, the monument. Yeah. 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 So the whole school, this whole school trip, um, getting rid of the training. Uh, academic decathlon. Which That's I don't the know one. The, it kind of seems like university challenge. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. The first schools, um, they did it in high school musical, obviously in the first film. Yes, um, it is. Going back yeah, I think it's just a generic American thing that they put in schools um, and in any American school program. It's always there. Um, but yeah, the monument scene is pretty cool with the drone. Yeah, um, the drone and then the, with the lift and the yeah, people, and the really the cool people in the helicopter with the guns. Yeah, and then you get a really cool shot of him swinging around and then through the window, um, yeah. obviously saving um, Liz's life. Obviously, the rest of them. Yeah, I, lo- I, I just, I also, I just love MJ before that scene where the teacher played by Martin Starr comes over. And he's like, "You enjoying, you enjoying this, uh, Michelle?" And she's like, "Oh yeah, I love looking at monuments built by slaves." And he's like, "It's probably not." And then she shows that the book is like, "Oh yeah." Right. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like in the interviews afterwards, he's like, "Thank God we didn't lose anybody. Thank God we didn't lose any lives on the field trip." Again. <laughs> Um, so, <laughs> oh god, um, but yeah, by the again, a brilliant, a brilliant scene. Um, which again, it's kind of Peter's first heroic big scale moment of the film, I suppose. And this one, it's on a, a lower scale, so he does manage it, whereas the fairy sort of he's bitten off too much more than he can chew, um, type thing. But again, I do like the fact as well, though, in this film, Peter's somewhat right, he's not always wrong. Like, Tony should be concerned about these weapons that Peter's talking about, and then just not listening to him. He's got a point, you know, and they could have just easily gone down the route of Peter's overreacting, he's not thinking straight, and he's got, but actually, no, what he's saying is, is valid, and Tony should be listening. And when he does listen, it's too late. I think it's just, yeah, brilliant. But yeah, like that scene, that scene's great. And you said the whole flip. With the helicopter, him using it and then booting the thing. Um, I do like the line as well. Hey, big man, hey, big man, stop moving because obviously Ned starts dancing because, yeah, he's like, um, and then Karen, I think, trying to get trying to get Peter to the old school uh Spider Man one kiss with Liz, and obviously, then the lift drops, and then it's like, yeah, yep, 
Um, One day we get yeah. the Spider-Man kiss. But yeah, I, th- I, th- I think I think it's just a, a, a brilliant. I think it's just a brilliant film overall. Again, there's not much more really to say uh, for me. No. I don't know about you. I just think I just like the mix of ba- the the good balance of comedy and action. I think it works really well. Um, there's not too much of either, um, so it's quite um, an easy watch for anyone that's not necessarily like a massive Marvel um, action fan. Um, so I think that was why Ragnarok was very sort of like um, well received because there was a good balance of comedy and action in it where it wasn't too serious. Yeah, I agree with you on that. I think, yeah, I think, and, I think this era, I think this era of Marvel comes away from the direct action 24 7. It's when everyone started jumping on Marvel um, properly because the films are more accessible to your general audience because yeah. they were in bits of comedy or, you know, it started with Guardians, obviously. Guardians was a good um, example of that. And they've carried it on across Spider Man, Black Panther, yeah. Doctor Strange, Infinity um, Spider Man, Thor, yeah. Endgame. Yeah. It's yeah, all no, I, think, all, I think from, I think for phase three onwards is when it really kicked into another gear for me. You know, but like every film is solid or really, really good. Um, but yeah, I think I think overall, there's something more for me to really say on on this one. I'm going to give it uh, an eight and a half out of ten, just because I do think. The two Spider-Man films we got after this are slightly better. That being Far From Home and Spider-Verse, I think, are slightly better. Out, out, yes, but 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 that's you know when you get an eight point five, you know, there's not much further you can go. But those are the two films are like top tier films for me. What about yourself? Uh, I probably agree with you on the rating there. Um, you know, it's not perfect, but it's not awful. Um, it's really enjoyable. It's obviously one of my favourite Marvel films and heroes, and they've done injustice. Um, enough. Yes. Yes. Uh, and I'm as well. I love, I love the design of the suit. I so do I. Probably one of the best suits um, they've done for Spider Man so far. Yeah, I'd agree. I think the only thing I'll say about Amazing Spider Man 2 is the suit is really cool. The Amazing Spider Man 1 suit is ugly as hell, but Amazing Spider Man 2 suit is really good. Um, and I'm not on the, uh, the Maguire suits. Not I hate the Maguire. I, I don't like the Maguire films. I don't like the Maguire films. Um, which could get could get me some hate. I'll have to do a podcast on the, maybe we should do a podcast on them eventually. Once we're done with the MCU, we can do the trilogy of Spider Spider-Man films. As Spider-Man fans that don't like the gold standard original Spider-Man trilogy film. Um yeah. I mean I don't we, hate them, but they're just I don't hate them. Paper. They're just yeah, that's they do nothing for me. Um no. Yeah, I'd also I, the only thing I don't like about it is Ted McGuire himself. I think he's not very good, but that's my opinion. Um, good Spider Man, not a great Peter Parker. Yeah, um, I'd agree. Garfield, great Peter Parker, not a great Spider Man. Tom Holland, great at both. Yeah, that's my. Yep, that's my two cents on that. I'd agree. I would entirely agree. But before we like go, McCoy... and Andrew Garfield's chemistry amazing. In those films, shame they broke up in it. Um, yeah. Uh, anything before we go? Anything you want to promote or say? Or anything you know? Nothing really, to be honest. Um, just yeah, carry on listening to the podcast. Ah, you've done my job for me. But you can yeah. follow um, McCauley. The Timeless Pod. Yeah, you can. Oh, well, he's got it. Okay. Oh on all social medias. It is. I think. 
I think you're right. Let's find out. Let's check Instagram. <laughs> the Instagram's new. So, uh, I... yeah, the time was pod. Yep, it is. I did it the same. Um, See, I know your podcast better than you do. You do. It's that. This is now um, a takeover, and Alex um, you, you, is the guest. You, you are more of a, you are more of a social media guy than me, though. I'll say that much. You do. You are. I live on social the... media. Yeah, I may not look we're... like I'm active on on Twitter, but I'm on Twitter like 24 seven, reading and reading and reading. Yep, reading and reading and reading and reading and reading. And reading. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. You can follow well, because I did that. You can follow me. Uh, on on Twitter at Alex King underscore Dom. Uh, you can listen to the podcast on Spotify, Apple, and Google, or, or YouTube if you want to look at our beautiful faces and whoever guests come on as well. Um, the YouTube version is free, but unless you pay for YouTube Premium, you can't watch it. You know, with your phone locked. So go on Spotify somewhere. It's much better if you're on the move. But until next time, guys, where I don't know what we're talking about next episode. I know two weeks time is the beef talking about Thor Ragnarok. But yeah, and Macaulay, whether the next time is Infinity War or me, you and Owen get together to talk about the Daleks film, which we need to do at some point. I know Owen is chomping at the bit for us to... to have you ever seen it? Well, the second Dalek film? Yeah. No. No, I haven't either. That's why he's chomping well, at no, the bit. The last time, when we reviewed the first one, that was the first time I'd ever watched that. So Me too, me too. So uh, we'll, have to do, we'll have to do the 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 second Dalek film, the Peter Cush film in, in the... Yeah. Uh, in the near future but i had um, great fun watching that first film you know yeah. i made him love it but it was it was great entertainment and i hope the second one's the same I'd, like, i had a great time watching that film i had a really bad time doing the podcast um oh, i thought still, the review was really good although weren't you like in, i, I that, already did i that was the day where i did two podcasts back to back with no break so i filmed one yeah. and then i went straight into the zoom with you guys and i was just dead yeah I still um, had fun with the uh, the podcast. I had fun. Yeah. I had fun. So, yeah, I had fun. You guys spoke. You guys spoke a lot for me. So you, you did my job. So I, I had f- like two two or three pages of A four notes on Doctor Who the movie. <laughs> so yes, yeah. I'll have to I'll have to message Owen and see when he's down for doing it, and we'll we'll get we'll get to that. But McCall, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for joining me, and I can't wait for Thank next time, whenever it may be. Until and for everyone listening, enjoy the summer. Uh, enjoyed the football if you're into that and if you're not into the football enjoy whatever else you're doing take care have a lovely rest of your day bye-bye